0: Hi everyone, I'm Juliette and welcome back to Love Stories Radio. This is a podcast where we answer all your wedding questions, those that you sent us and those that you didn't. If you're listening to this podcast, I have a hunch you're here because you're planning your wedding or you're in a wedding and you want to know the answers to the questions that everyone else is thinking or maybe that you haven't even thought of yet. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to give a few pointers on other episodes to listen to if you're new here. Episode 9 is our most listened to show, so that's a good place to start. We discuss what to do if you don't love your engagement ring. Yikes. Episode 27 is another popular one where we talk about the best thing to wear under your wedding dress. If you have a question you want answered on an upcoming episode, you can email it to questions at lovestoriestv.com, DM us on Instagram at lovestoriestv, or pose it in our Slack group for brides and wedding pros which you can join at bit.ly slash lstvslack. But it doesn't stop there. Watching real weddings on lovestoriestv.com is the best and the most fun way to plan your wedding. Search and filter tens of thousands of real wedding videos to find the ideas, products, and pros you need for your wedding. Already know your venue? Watch videos of real weddings that happen there to learn about and research other pros who have worked at that same location. Are you comparing two wedding planners? Watch videos of real weddings they planned to get a sense of their work. Need vow inspiration? We got that too. Watching real wedding videos are literally the best way to get ideas for your own speeches, vows, and toasts. If you can't find what you're looking for on lovestoriestv.com, get in touch with us. Send us an email at questions at with your ask, and we'll guide you to the best videographers, florists, cake makers, planners, hashtag creators, you name it, we got it. Welcome to the show, Brittany. I'm so excited to have you on today. I feel like we've been talking about having you on the podcast for a while. So I'm glad that it's here. And for our listeners, Brittany Dry is the founder and editor in chief of Love Inc., which is a leading, equality minded wedding publication committed to creating original content that targets both straight and same-sex couples. And I feel like, Brittany, you were one of the leaders in this space. And we're just excited to have you on the show. So thanks for being here.
1: Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I feel like we have been talking about this for months. So it's good that we're like finally recording. I'm so excited to be here. I love y'all. I love your podcast. So We love you too. (laughs) And how appropriate after a busy
0: weekend of of Bridal Fashion Week, we kind of get to relax and just hang out and talk about what we love most, which is love.
1: (laughs) Totally, totally.
0: Um, So I'd love to ask you a little bit more about Love Inc. and kind of the origin story. So what inspired you to found it? And um, just give us kind of the backstory of when you were creating this company.
1: Sure. So I founded it. It's actually our six-year anniversary today, October Oh, my God. Today? Yes, today. Happy (laughs)
0: anniversary. That is amazing.
1: Thank you. So I founded it six years ago um, when I realized just how heteronormative the wedding industry was wedding pros and media, like everyone was just talking to a bride, marrying a groom, and no one was creating this truly inclusive content. There was some – and there still are some great resources that are specific to LGBTQ plus couples. But for mm-hmm. me, I wanted to create a resource where all couples could find inspiration
0: mm-hmm. and
1: reflection of their love no matter their, whether they're hetero or LGBTQ, um, just something for everybody. So – that's kind yeah. of the reason why I started Love Inc. And it's grown tremendously in the last six years. We uh, have a print publication along with the blog. And um, today, actually, we just launched a podcast also. So <laughs> oh my God, the Thank you. <laughs> What's the
0: podcast called? You should plug it here so yeah. our listeners
1: can go listen. It's called Inclusively Yours. And, oh, um, cute name. you know, yeah, it is the same inclusive wedding. Content that you find on Loving Mag, uh, it'll be there. I'm excited to kind of take it over to a new platform. That's great. And what were you
0: doing before you started Loving? Did you have like a background in bridal, or how did you get there?
1: So I've always been an editor. I went to school for journalism and interior design. Actually, I double majored and started my career in print publications, working for. Um, interior design magazines. So m- like my first job was at L Decor Magazine. And then the dot-com boom happened. Print magazines started dying. So I switched to digital and started taking on some uh, freelance clients. And just kind of want- a few of those were in the wedding space. And so that's kind of how I dipped my toe in weddings. And I loved it. It's just fun. Like how can you not love writing about love all day?
0: (laughs) I love it. And so you started Love Inc. before same-sex marriage legally passed in the United States. Is that right?
1: Correct. Yeah. So we started in 2013 and it passed federally in 2015.
0: Wow. So how did that change your business?
1: I mean... The thing is I think a lot of people think, oh, we got marriage equality, we're done, and we're not. We still have a long way to go. Um, There's still a lot of people out there who discriminate. A lot of same-sex couples are turned away because of who they're Mm -hmm. marrying when it comes to, like, their wedding vendors. So it's definitely – we still have work to do, Um, and I think a lot of people think, like, they don't realize it. So part of my job is is education in that sector and really, Mm -hmm. like – continue showing the love stories and continuing that fight.
0: Yeah. Oh, you're doing such a great thing. No, so you. how have you seen the wedding industry change in the last couple of years? And are are you excited about the changes in the future of the industry in one that is, you know, hopefully more inclusive for everyone?
1: I've definitely seen more effort being put toward inclusivity, um, not even just for, you know, LGBTQ, but, you know, race and cultures, um, which mm-hmm. is really exciting. I'm sure you noticed on the runways even this past Bridal market mm-hmm. that uh, they were very inclusive in their models, yeah, showcasing a bunch of different you know ethnicities, and uh, Thea had like a wheelchair model, uh, a yeah. model who was, uh, who was an ultra. So I love seeing that inclusivity and that effort going into representation and and wanting to make sure that no matter the kind of person you are, who you are, that you are able to to find inspiration that reflects you. Definitely, yeah.
0: So what are some new trends or even like new takes on tradition that you think we'll be seeing as weddings evolve over the next couple of years?
1: Well, I mean, not to make us feel old, but we're now looking at Gen Z, you know, as the next, like, wave of people. Um, The oldest is, I think, 22 now. So they're really going to be entering the um, marriage stage in the next few years. And one thing with them is that they – it's not going to be about the Pinterest perfect wedding anymore. Mm -hmm. It's about what they – they don't want something that they've seen. Like, sure, Pinterest will – you know, fuel inspiration, but they want to do things that they have never seen before, that their friends have never seen before. So Pinterest is going to play a a role still, but they want to do something that um, is really reflective of their relationship. And we see that a little, we see that now, you know, we definitely see some like couples customizing, but it's just going to be on a such bigger level. Uh, Mm -hmm. With millennials, it was about... You know, wanting that customization with Gen Z, it's going to be a requirement. Yeah. So definitely. it'll wedding pros to think a little bit more outside the box. Um, creativity is just going to get more and more. So it'll be really exciting as a as a publisher. I'm super excited about you know what the next few years will bring. Definitely,
0: and on our on the Love Stories TV Snapchat Discover channel we are curating, you know, stories from real weddings that we see as well as gender reveals and proposals and sort of like any kind of feel good love moment. But our audience there is that Gen Z kind of um, age range. So like 18 to 24 makes up the majority of the audience on that channel. And actually for Love Stories TV, it's 20% of our audience. And those people aren't engaged yet, but they're thinking about their wedding and kind of wanting to get Inspired and ideas for like elements that they could incorporate into it, but it's really interesting to see. Like, the stuff that gets a lot of screenshots is not necessarily like the most epic, um, you know, dress or venue. It's really about those like really specific, like beautiful emotional moments and whatever like makes something like totally unique about the wedding. If it's like combining cultures or like a really special, you know, representation, um, just something that's kind of like out of the box. I think it's Mm -hmm. really interesting to kind of see that slightly younger audience, um, evolve into, you know, people who are going to be planning their wedding someday in the near future. So totally. And it's,
1: it's the most diverse generation. So yeah, like you said, you're, you're definitely going to be say a blending of, of cultures and. Um, you know, pulling from different backgrounds, and so yeah, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah, exciting
0: stuff. Okay,
1: so let's get into the um, real
0: couple Q and A section of the podcast. So this is where we are kind of scouring secret Facebook groups. We're getting DMs from people on Instagram who are asking us questions or asking you know, the sort of collective questions about um, their wedding. So we pulled in some great questions that I think you will be an expert on and we'd love to get your opinion. So let's jump into a couple of questions for today. Okay. The first one is my fiance is having his best gal pal be a groomsman, which we're both super stoked about. However, I don't want to make her wear a tux. I was thinking about getting her a dress in a similar color to the groom's party, which is Navy, but I'm not sure if that will work. I'm considering various blue shades for the bridesmaids anyway. Should she still carry flowers? I'd love advice.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're definitely seeing, you know, mixed gender wedding parties, which is great. Um, So I think for this person, you have to ask yourself, you know, how are you envisioning photos? Because if you Mm -hmm. plan on doing kind of this his and hers sides of photos, just like your future husband with his side of the wedding party, you may want to make sure you put her in a navy dress that you know, matches the, that his side of the party. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't look kind of random, you know, when he's just getting his group together. Um, but I've definitely seen, you know, if, if it's more of a bigger picture, you're going to do photos of the wedding party all together. You can absolutely do the same color that you do for your bridesmaids. Um, yeah. So really kind of think about it from a photographic standpoint and what you're envisioning the photos to be and mm-hmm. go from there. Um Yeah. As far as flowers, yeah, you can totally um, still have her carry a bouquet, or if you want to distinguish her differently, um, you could do a floral corsage. I've seen those, um, and yeah. trust me, there's like there's so much cooler than they were <laughs> when we had them like for prom. They've <laughs> Definitely trending. Floral corsages are definitely trending. You can carry a floral, or she can carry a floral wreath, which is really pretty. Oh, and I'm actually starting cute. to see um, wedding party members wear boutonnieres with their dresses. So oh, um, I like that. Ones, yeah, those are always like kind of, if you want to kind of distinguish her from the bridesmaids to make it obvious, like this person is there for your for your FH, mm-hmm. you can, those are some good floral options.
0: Great advice. Okay, next question. Neither my fiance or I feel like having the traditional altar moment with one person waiting for the other. Doesn't fit us. What are some other aisle options for us? Oh, this is a good one.
1: Okay, so if space allows, you can actually do two aisles. So this is a really great way to showcase both of you equally with this, you know, dramatic combined meeting at the altar. Um, I will say if you do go this route, make sure you have a photographer and a second shooter so that they're able to Mm -hmm. capture both of your entrances and reactions since they're happening at the same time. Um, Another popular option is uh, you can walk down the aisle together. This is a really nice symbol of unity. Mm -hmm. And then kind of a – if you're torn between, like, the traditional and creating your own, you can combine them and have one of you walk halfway down the aisle, and then the other person follow, and then you meet in the middle, and you take those final steps together. So you're, you know, it's kind of a nice, nice, you know, middle ground.
0: Yeah, those are all great options. Good to know it doesn't have to be just the traditional altar moment. Okay, next question. Our pastor asked if my bridesman could be a groomsman instead. I wasn't for it because my bridesman and I have been friends for years, and my fiancé has only talked to him twice. I always thought that the bride's side was made up of friends of the bride and vice versa with the groom. My pastor said he feels it would display be a display of homosexuality if my bridesman were to walk up the aisle with a man. I don't know what to do.
1: Whoa, well, lots to unpack here. Uh, Oh, um, well, uh, display of homosexuality. So Clearly, this person is – your pastor is very conservative. Yeah. First and foremost, I would ask yourself if this is someone you want marrying you. Great. Um, Yeah, let's, like, peel it back to the beginning. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So kind of focusing, you know, maybe it's a family pastor. You know, I think you really need to – think on that first and foremost. Um, but yeah, two men can absolutely walk down the aisle beside each other. No one's going to be analyzing them or their sexual orientation. Everyone is there for you. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, if they did appear gay, who cares? Like it's, that's not like, yeah. yeah. It's 2019. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is, this is your friend. This is your wedding your pastor has no right to dictate it um, so I would have an honest conversation with them about your vision if it's an issue then you'll need to decide what's more important the pastor or your processional mm-hmm. um, because you're absolutely right yes the the friends are on each side it's not it's not a gender thing and you know that's kind of where weddings are whether you're LGBTQ plus or heterosexual, a lot of people are having this, these mixed gender wedding parties. So mm-hmm. um this person is just very like dated, very conservative and he's putting his you know yes. own issues on you. So yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So tell your pastor no the bridesman will not be a groomsman. Yes. It is a bridesman. <laughs> yes. And good luck. Oh <laughs>
1: yeah, man.
0: Oh goodness. <laughs> okay. Um, next question. I'm not a dress wearing type of gal, but my mom is pushing me to wear one for my wedding. Are there any other options I could give her that would seem like a good compromise? Oh, I feel like we saw so many good options for so this in many. bridal market. And
1: <laughs> Your mom probably doesn't realize that pantsuits, bridal pantsuits are totally a thing. Um, Juliet, you can attest to this almost every collection, every designer's collection has pantsuits suits now mm-hmm. There's so many great ones out there. there's some that are very very femme there's some that's a little bit more androgynous whatever your style is um, but you' they you know your mom probably doesn't realize that. That was not a thing when, when she mm-hmm. got married. So if I were you, I would put together a Pinterest board of all the looks that you love, all of the amazing options that are out there now, and show it to her. Um, if she's still, you know, not on board with you not wearing a dress, you could uh, you could do a veil and make a pantsuit very feel even more bridal. Yeah. Or there are some designers who have pantsuits that have that skirt overlay. Yeah. So um, it's, like, two looks in one, basically, which is really cool. Always, you know, always fun. Mm
0: -hmm. But you can have the
1: skirt on for the ceremony and then take it off and have the pants for the reception. Um, Or if your budget allows, you can do two different looks. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, so those are some good options. But there's some very, like, bridal pantsuit options. Are there any designers that
0: you're thinking of that this person could look into?
1: Oh, my gosh. So... Thea always has good pantsuits. Victor and Rolf always has good Mm -hmm. pantsuits. Um, Justin Alexander had some good ones. I'm just trying Mm -hmm. to think. It's a bit of a blur after... (laughs) I know, right?
0: There's also that one from that um, French designer, Reem Arotaki. She has that really cute pantsuit that has like like veil at the bottom um, that looks really like elegant. Mm -hmm. So there's there's definitely lots of options for this
1: yeah
0: there's also like two-piece combos like you could do a top with a skirt so that still you know kind of looks like a dress but isn't as sort of like restrictive as a dress mm-hmm. um so there's definitely lots of options here
1: yeah yeah your mom probably just doesn't realize how yeah. far we've come with bridal fashion so. right <laughs> Okay, my
0: girlfriend proposed to me on Christmas Day, and we can now legally marry in Australia. We haven't got a date or anything yet, but I'd like some ideas on changing wedding traditions up a little, not dramatically, like even changing up some words in our vows. We would also like to still keep it rather traditional, but want to feel like our ceremony still fits us.
1: So um, a lot of wedding traditions that are very rooted in heteronormativity, so like the processional, the guests sitting on the bride's side or the groom's side, the, you know, bridesmaids and groomsmen, all of those traditions, they're naturally evolving and becoming inclusive. So no matter your orientation or identity, you know, couples are having mixed gender wedding parties and it's, mm-hmm. you know, the guests are not having to choose which side to sit on. It's all, all together. So even just like from an organic perspective, like, you don't necessarily like need to change those traditions. It's just kind of how they are now, which is really great. Mm -hmm. Um, And then as far as your, you know, your ceremony, you want to make sure you have the discussion with your officiant and make sure that all of the traditional language is gender neutral. And um, you can pick poems or readings from LGBTQ plus authors or ones that have gender neutral language in them to kind of, you know, put your relationship into, into the, the ceremony. Um, a passage from, you know, the children's book, the Velveteen Rabbit. Yeah. So that one's actually very popular amongst LGBTQ couples because it has non-gender verbiage and it's like really beautiful. Um, and and it's, it's like, I feel like I cry every time I read it, but I love, I really love the idea of like a flower girl or ring bear reading it for just like yeah. that extra dose of like adorableness. Oh, <laughs> how cute. And then um, you'll want to make sure to communicate with your officiant and like how you want to be pronounced. So, mm-hmm. you know, here's announcing, you know, wife and wife or I now pronounce you partners for life or mm-hmm. Mrs. and Mrs. so-and-so. Um, just make sure because I have seen – and I have heard some of the couples that we featured on Love Inc. say that their officiant like accidentally said like "husband and wife" at the end, and oh, it was just gosh. like really uncomfortable. Um, not yeah. a way you want to start your marriage. So just make sure that they have it at top of mind because a lot of people it's just, like, ingrained into their brain, this, like, heteronormative language, so. Totally. Having
0: that, like, conversation up front and being really clear about the language you want is And
1: DJs. Make sure to do it for your DJ or band, whoever's, like, announcing you at the reception, Mm -hmm. because I see that done a lot, too, where it's, like, just accidentally saying husband and wife or Mr. and Mrs., and it's, like, come on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Great call. Yeah, that's great.
0: Also, we have a whole category of same-sex weddings on lovestoriestv.com. So there's lots that you can watch to kind of get ideas about how other same-sex couples are, um, you know, bringing in new traditions and kind of keeping some older ones, but like putting a twist on it as well. So there's definitely lots of ideas Mm -hmm. there. Okay, next question. How do we know if vendors will be accepting of our same-sex relationship? We really don't want to end up in a position like the ones we've seen on the news. We'd like to fully enjoy our wedding planning without all that negativity.
1: Yeah, so that's... The number one concern that LGBTQ couples have during the wedding planning process is that they feel like they have to come out to at a very wedding pro they inquire with. Um, yeah. It's like awkward at best, and yes, yeah. yeah, sometimes you're blatantly discriminated against, and it's a terrible feeling. Um, so there's some tips for sure that you can you know utilize when doing your research. So, take a look at their About Us section on their website and see if they, a lot of times they'll share very, you know, directly, like we are an equality minded company. We, you know, work with couples no matter who they love. Um, they may have like a rainbow badge on their website. Um, mm-hmm. If they have, LGBTQ plus couples in their galleries or on their social media, that's a really good way to tell if they're equality minded um, or if they've had. um, So when you're featured on publications uh, or if you're a preferred vendor for those publications, you get a badge that you can put on your website if you're a wedding pro. Um, So like love Inc is an equality minded wedding publication. So anyone featured on our site has been vouched for and is mm-hmm. confirmed to working with all couples. So if you see love ink badges anywhere, um, that's a great sign that they are, you know, quality minded. Just so you don't have to have that, you know, conversation, you know from the very start that this person Definitely. is excited to work with you. Definitely.
0: And you guys have a equality minded vendor guide on your site too. So that's too. also a great place. Yeah. To start. So
1: if you go to lovingmagcom slash vendors, um, all of those people are, are equality minded. Yeah.
0: So look for the seal of equality. Yes. <laughs> being in a good place. <laughs> okay. My future husband and I are both wearing suits and we don't want to match, but we still want to coordinate any ideas.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, to be completely honest, as long as you both have that, you know, just married glow, you're going to coordinate. Um, so don't be afraid to wear whatever you want. Just make sure it's really the formality level that you have to keep in mind because you want to be on the same page as far as formality goes. So, like, I mean, you don't want, like, your, you know, one groom to wear a tuxedo and the other to wear khakis. That that would right. not be good. But decide on a level of formality and then kind of pick your own. Um, If if that makes you a little nervous, you can also do matching suits but add in your own individual personality through the accessories. So Mm -hmm. different ties or bow ties or pocket squares. Um, I've seen some really great grooms. One does a tie and one does a bow tie. And it looks really nice and cohesive but still allows them to kind of – you know, be themselves in in their own individual style. And those are also like a great way to add in splashes of color or patterns. Yeah, Um, definitely. So, yeah.
0: I love that. Great. Okay. If you received an invitation with a note that said something along the lines of the bride and groom hope you will join in the celebration of their marriage by wearing purple, would you do it? I think it would be so cool if everyone joined in and wore purple. Obviously, we wouldn't stop people from wearing whatever they wanted, but my fiancé thinks I'm crazy for asking people to wear purple, but I think it would be amazing.
1: So dictating guest clothing choices can be (laughs) a challenge. To be honest, you'll likely get a lot of pushback from guests if you make it a requirement. But Mm -hmm. if it's something that you really, really want to do, um, communicate your reasoning. So purple, I'm guessing you know purple is a as a pride color. So if if that's the reasoning, communicate that onto your wedding website and just like encourage guests to join
0: mm-hmm. in on the
1: fun instead of making it a requirement. I feel like you're going to get a lot better. People are going to be more willing to do it if if it's like an option versus you have right. to wear this. Yeah, you'll you'll likely have people more excited to participate when you're like if you communicate it that way versus like they had to, you
0: know? Yeah. And would you put that on just the wedding website or do you think there's a place to put it on the invite or just No, so you I wouldn't do put
1: it on the invite. I would do yeah. yeah, I would do it on the wedding website. I think so too. Mm-hmm.
0: You could also like I feel like some people sometimes do if they're having welcome drinks or something like not a rehearsal dinner but something where everybody can come and join the night before the wedding. Like, that could be a place where you can sort of experiment with that, ask totally. for color, and maybe mm-hmm. not the, the actual wedding. But, yeah, I think putting it on the invite sort of makes it feel like a requirement.
1: Yeah. But fun idea. <laughs> <laughs> I um, mean, it'll look cool photography-wise. Um, it's just hard because not everyone has that color. Not everyone likes wearing, you know, a certain color. Yeah. Um, like if I was invited to this wedding, I feel like I would have to go buy an outfit, which yeah, I may be doing totally. anyways, but you don't want to like put that pressure on guests. Okay. Next question. My fiance
0: and I are stuck on how we address our formal wedding invites since we're both female. Does it even matter?
1: So the inv- so ad- ad- I'm a little confused, but so addressing addressing the invites for their guests or like for their names on the invitation?
0: I would assume it would be the names, Names. their names on the
1: invitation, like how they present
0: themselves on the invite. Yeah, so
1: most wedding invites, you're going to just be putting both of your names on the invitation. Um, Mm -hmm. Etiquette says for, you know, same-sex to list alphabetically, but this isn't, like, a super hard rule to follow. So if if you're not feeling it, like, Mm -hmm. do what, you know. Play paper, rock, and scissors if you want to see whose name you list first. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I would say that's the only, like, thing to keep in mind. But don't feel like you have to, like, follow the etiquette rule. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And I feel like
0: for even non LGBTQ plus wedding invites, people aren't doing the traditional, like, Mr. and Mrs. So and So present their daughter. So, like people are just kind of doing what they want, and it's usually just the couple's first. Yeah, I mean,
1: if you have, you know, if one of your families is paying for the wedding, you may want to put that in. But then, in that case, it would just be whoever, or whoever family is is paying for the wedding is, you know, so and so's family cordially invites you to just the traditional garbage.
0: All right. Last question. Could you share some non-traditional ceremony ritual ideas? We're not religious, but our two best friends are the officiants and we're not exchanging rings. We're getting tattoos instead. And we're not sure what other rituals to incorporate up at the altar. I'm worried we're going to get set up. We're going to set up all these chairs and make everybody walk up to this beautiful pasture. And then the whole thing between our two officiants speaking and our vows is going to only take 10 minutes.
1: Ooh, well, I love the idea of tattoos. That's fun. I know. Um, so you could do readings. I personally love the U.S. Supreme Court decision on marriage equality. It's really beautifully written, and it's mm. perfect for uh-huh. a ceremony reading. It gives nod to equality. Um, I actually had that read right at my wedding, and people loved it. Oh, you I could love that. Um, do a unity ceremony. Uh, so that's like. You can pour elements together. Uh, sand and wine are popular ones. Or you can do like a ham fasting ceremony. If you just like Google like unity ceremony ideas, there's a ton that come up. Yeah. I mean also nothing wrong with a 10-minute ceremony. I know. <laughs> I was just going to say that. People want to get to the party. You know, no one's going to be complaining. Not No one's going to be like, man, I really wish that wedding ceremony was longer.
0: <laughs> right. Totally.
1: <laughs> Great point. So.
0: Um, okay. I have a – A bonus question for you, Brittany. Can you tell us a little bit about your wedding? You just mentioned that you had the Supreme Court decision read at your ceremony. So what were some other elements that were really like equality-minded that you incorporated into your own personal wedding?
1: Oh, my gosh. So I got married four (laughs) years ago in upstate New York. Um, I made sure, obviously, all wedding pros and creative partners were equality-minded um, we did do the reading of the ruling during the ceremony. We, um, in lieu of favors, like, we donated to um, an LGBTQ rights organization. I think that's...
0: That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and when when is your anniversary?
1: It was September 5th.
0: Oh, happy so anniversary. we just
1: celebrated, but we didn't. And happy do anniversary night.
0: to Loving too. Thank you. <laughs>
1: <sighs>
0: okay, well, Brittany, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I feel like you give such great tips on ideas for making weddings more inclusive you're such a great resource for that so um, if you're not already following love Inc on Instagram make sure you follow them they're at love Inc mag they have tons of ideas and tips on throwing a really inclusive equality minded wedding and thanks for just being a great friend of
1: love Stories TV. Hey thanks so much for having me on this was so fun yes
0: and congrats on your podcast
1: I ah, can't you. wait to hear it. Yeah, we'll, I'm, I'm having you guys on the show, I think. <laughs> yes, you are. We have to
0: plan that. We're excited. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, great. Well, thanks again,
1: Brittany. And to
0: our listeners, we'll see you back here next week. Okay, thanks. Right. Reminder to everyone listening out there, if you have a question you want answered on an upcoming episode, you can email it to questions at lovestoriestv.com. You can DM us on Instagram at TV or ask it in our Slack group for brides-to-be and wedding pros, which you can join by going to bit.ly slash LSTV Slack. And if you have feedback about one of our answers, we definitely want to hear from you. You can share your thoughts and feelings on those same channels. Don't forget to subscribe to Love Stories Radio and leave us a review on iTunes. We love when people say nice things about us, and also it helps other wedding lovers out there like you discover our show. And last but not least, are you a wedding pro? Email loveclub at lovestoriestv.com to get more info about how you can join our partner program, The Love Club. We help wedding pros build their brands and connect with a pipeline of customers on lovestoriestv.com and on our marketing channels, leveraging both the real wedding videos that feature their work and original content. So that's it. We'll see you back here next week. Bye.